I'm your host, Dan. Today we're talking about Crimson and Clover uh, from the CD of Lotus Flower, but not the original release of it. Recorded August 2008 at Sunset Sound and released on the 29th of March 2009, um, five days after the stream was made available, um, and this song replaced the morning after. On the track, it is just Prince. Uh, it is 3 minutes 52, and joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Oh, hey, Darren. We, you know, the, the it's, it's interesting because this is not just um, Crimson and Clover, although obviously that's what Prince, yeah. um, you know, credits. Uh, it, it, it segues into uh, Wild Thing. Yeah, it has like one, like a pre-chorus in, including Wild Thing. And also it, ha- it has like... Um, it just has the, you know, Wild Thing, I think I love you, but I want to know what? for sure, kind of put into the the middle of the song yeah. and then it goes back to crimson and clover um yeah it's, it's funny actually because on uh genius they 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 say interpolates wild thing by trogs uh but that song wild thing was a cover when the trogs did it so uh they obviously didn't realize whoever Wait, has so done this who, on genius who recorded it for the first time was it the actual songwriter chip taylor whatever uh i'm trying to i'm trying to remember um I think like, but, like the, okay. the Trogs were the ones who made it famous, basically. But yeah, right. it was it was written by Chip Taylor, and okay. um, I think he he was the one who kind of the first kind of version that got a single release was you know by the Trogs. But it was so it was one of those things in the sixties where like you had eight different groups cover a song and one of them got famous <laughs> with it. Um, but yeah, th- there was actually a band called uh, the Wild Ones um, who did who did it originally, but only by about six months. Um, but the, the Shrogs version is the version that kind of, you know, became famous. Um, and also, the, you know, it's around that time of like the scandal of, um, you know, black artists being re-recorded by white artists and their singles charting mm-hmm. at roughly the same time and, uh, you know, outselling the kind of the original black versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the case in this case. I think it's just the Wild Ones. <laughs> their version just wasn't popular and it, it didn't, um, you know, it didn't chart yeah like um, no one yeah. knows who the wild ones are like everyone everyone's no yeah literally everyone knows the trogs this is, yeah, which like... is why on genius they're incorrectly crediting the trogs <laughs> yeah. with being the, the you know the the artist that is doing the song um but yeah so it basically it was just prince uh by himself uh along with his engineer richard furch mm-hmm. um and uh eddie uh Schreyer, i think is is how you say his name uh prince basically kind of just recorded this cover in like an afternoon um, and I think it was then streamed on um, uh, lotusflower.com. And then for some reason, which I, I don't even know why, uh, <laughs> Prince decided that he didn't want the morning after on the CD version of Lotus Flower. And this is the track that he replaced it with. Um, <laughs> and I think this is actually the penultimate cover version that Prince did. The next time he covered a song was Another Love. Plectrum Electrum, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, another so, love yeah this is what's what yeah what's that like is that like what's the who's that by um <laughs> um i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember the name of the the woman who originally sang it but the like the prince version like it was only released literally like a year before um like prince covered it um so uh okay try and 
But yeah, so like this is the this is the penultimate kind of cover version that Prince uh, Prince did, and um, I, I don't know, it's 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 kind of it's just kind of weird. It's kind of like I don't know why he picked this as as like the the like the, uh, I I don't even know why he just decided to replace it. It's it's kind of weird. Um, is there I I've I've never heard the morning after. So like, is there something? insufficient about it or like does it not gel with the track listing or no it's the thing is as well and one like the, the morning after kind of fits in with lotus flower better because the kind of beginning and end of it kind of flow into the the, the songs that are before and after yeah I, I remember like listening to lotus flower with crimson and clover on it that's like the way i've always yeah so it goes from like boom to the morning after to forever and they kind of flow into each other whereas boom and then suddenly crimson and clover stands out and then and then the, the album continues with like forever and colonized mind and you know the, mm-hmm. the guitar from the end of colonized mind goes into feel better feel good and you know like the, the album just feels like it's a bit more cohesive when you've got the morning after in there um, but yeah i don't know prince decided that he didn't want it on there and so on the cd versions uh, Crimson and Clover was included. Yeah, enjoy um, this released... Tommy James song, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, as well, is you know, Prince. Um, you know, he he released like a video for this as well. Yeah. And it it was like I don't know, like it was fairly heavily promoted. Like the video appeared on its own little section in um, in in the Lotus Flower website. Um, you had to kind of click through a few things to kind of find it. And I don't know, like it's. Just, I mean, it, it, Prince performed it like pretty much for the kind of rest of his um, tour in you know all the tours that he did after this. He mm. kind of performed it there all the way up until 2015. So clearly, it's a song that he liked to perform. Um, you know, he when when he was promoting um, Lotus Flower uh, about a month afterwards, he went on Ellen's show. Um, and I mean, that means Ellen's been doing that show for well over a decade now, because this is like oh 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so he went on Ellen's show and he did a performance of, of of this song as well. So like he was using this as a way to promote Lotus Flowers. So I don't know. It's it like his choice of this is just so kind of odd. It, it is like really anachronistic because like no one was like, like, this is a great, like Crimson and Clover is like one of the greatest songs of all time but like no one was thinking about crimson and clover at the time clearly and no one was thinking that prince was thinking about crimson and clover at the time either so i think you, you yeah. were saying this is like a weird choice i think it's a weird choice one i i can see as a guitarist i can sort of like okay this is like a fun rock song to play and that chord progression is classic but then i'm like even throwing in the wild thing thing was just makes it even more weirder for me where i'm just like like okay, you just got you're listening to lots of garage rock at the time, and <laughs> I don't. I don't and the thing is, Crimson and Clover obviously was you know a very successful single for uh, Tommy James and the Shondells, who yep. I don't know seem to have this weird knack of writing a bunch of like not writing that many songs, uh, but most of them just end up being covered like endlessly, like yep. Moni Moni, and uh, I think we're alone now, which I'm guessing most people don't even realize <laughs> was a cover version. Yeah, I, and I think it's the same scenario with like Chip Taylor as well. They were both like kind of almost like drill building type songwriters like writing these pop tunes getting them covered or whatever yeah i mean they, they were like they were fairly well known for being the people who originated those songs but then also they got covered you know a, like a ton of times um I, you by, know, by yeah. the way by bringing up like tiffany by bringing up i think we're alone now uh, do you think this is like prince's like three decade late response to her like how dare she cover like a tommy jane song i'm gonna get around to this one day uh i i mean i i don't know i i guess he was hoping to kind of cash in on that uh mall uh 
circuit and, and come maybe go out and start playing some malls, uh, <laughs> covering some Tommy James. Crimson and Clover was like a big hit um, in the late 60s. And then um, I think like a number of people would basically know it from the Joan Jett cover, mm-hmm. uh, which came out in 82, um, which did, I mean, it did really well for Joan Jett, but did less well than the Tommy James version did. Yeah. Tommy James version got to number one, Joan Jett's stuck at number six. Um, that's still pretty as good well. for like again like this is like decades after yeah. like god like yeah although i would say this as well neither of those songs were hits in the uk um neither neither the original version nor the joan jett version of crimson clover charted <laughs> in the uk so we're just very very strict when it comes to what songs we'll allow in our charts <laughs> um you know and we didn't want any of this uh you know nonsense uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, like I think most people would kind of know the Joan Jett version as well. Like I think as as famous as, as the Tommy James version was, I think Joan Jett's version was kind of just as big. Uh, and it's kind of weird to think that the gap between the Tommy James version and the Joan Jett version was only fourteen years. Uh, you only really have the seventies in between as like the yeah, decade that separates that... them. And then Prince's choice to cover it was like twenty something years after Joan Jett. Um, but yeah, she like it, it was it was like a big hit for her. Um, and, you know, the, obviously a few other people have kind of covered it since. Um, but most of them seem to go, they, they cover the, the Joan Jett version of it rather than the Tommy James version mm-hmm. when they do covers. Um, they kind of do do it more rocky. Yeah, because it's got that, like, nice riff, that bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, it's got a more rockier version than the, the, the yeah. original one. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean... Uh, the the kind of this just, I don't know this this weird choice that Prince made to be like morning afters off off the album you're off that's it I'm done with you and then putting on a cover version <laughs> and like the fact that Prince so rarely did cover versions is is kind of the oddest thing and then you know the fact that this is like you know this is the yeah uh, like the well I'm not really released as a single but just something that Prince promoted by putting a video out there um, it's just so kind of weird <laughs> like, I don't know I just I just find it such an odd choice for Prince to kind of do it and. You know the like the the lyrics as well. I mean, it's not like Crimson Clover is a particularly complicated song, where it's like, uh, I, I yeah. mean, I do kind of like the the phrasing of "I don't hardly know her," which is, um, I don't know, it's not quite a double negative, but like, there's just like a, I don't know, it's just a really nicely phrased thing. Um, and he just did, you know, Crimson and Clover over and over. It's effectively nonsense lyrics because it, like, it's like, what, yeah. what, sorry? You know, but I guess people have heard it for like 40, 50 years now. So they're just kind of used to, oh, yeah, Crimson and Clover. Yeah. I mean. It, it's it's kind of like a, it's like a 60s pop song. So it's, of course, it's like nonsense, like, or, you know, nonsense lyrics that don't really, I mean. No, I'm not quickly googling it. I'm like, okay, please tell me there's like a deeper meaning. Nope, not at all. Like... Just Tommy James's favorite color and his favorite flower, and he, yeah, you know, okay, he just he case, just happened upon right. the fact that there's also a crimson clover is a is a type of flower as well. Um, so you know, I, I which is also known as Italian clover. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like just kind of a weird coincidence, but just his favorite color was crimson, <laughs> and he just you know. Apparently, it like the the title came from him. Just he, he had that that title, and then he wrote the song to match it. And you know, he he kind of he was singing Crimson and Clover over and over, and that was kind of the start of the song. That that's pretty cool. Like I I, I get that. Like I think it's kind of cool that he's given like 
context to like this weird phrase you know what i mean like it's like in the consciousness and everything i mean i think prince's version is okay uh like you know i, I it's just it's just one of those things it's like okay you know like he's he's doing a really good performance of a cover and it's like yeah i mean i don't know what else i'm meant to feel about it like <laughs> like I, okay you yeah I, I think like it's more than serviceable like it's a like he throws in the wild thing one like wild thing yeah there. And then, like, I I really like that solo, and like the actual arrangement is cool as well. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, you know, I, you know, and then we have the the kind of the weird psychedelic um, video that Prince decided to put out with it as well, which is just like him <laughs> performing on a green screen in Paisley Park, and then lots of kind of um, you know two thousand and nine era special effects put over the top of it. In um, I don't know, it looks like um, in uh, I don't know Final Cut. And, you know, it just looks like Prince playing with a few different filters and stuff like that. Um, it's not particularly complicated in terms of, like, the video, but there's a lot of Prince at a jaunty angle floating around in, in nothingness because of the green screen stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I enjoy a lot of the Tommy James stuff, but I, I, my favourite song by him is still Crystal Blue Persuasion. So, um, you know, I'm, I've never been, like, a, a super big fan of Crimson and Clover. Um, and I also particularly... Ha- I particularly hate Wild Thing by the Trogs. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I just really hate that song. I just... It's because it's a song that just keeps stopping and you're like... And then he just says stuff like groovy. You're like, okay. (laughs) It's not not the 60s anymore, buddy. I don't care. (laughs) It is pretty repetitive as well. Yeah. Um, And it's just kind of like... It just keeps stopping and starting and you're like... Just like play the song or don't play the song. Just stop, stop doing this thing where you stop for a few seconds to say something and then keep going. Um, and it's, I don't know, just the kind of, I, I I've never been a fan of that song. Uh, I feel like it. Like, it, it are ruins... you like a Louis Louis man? Is that what's happening? Oh here? God, no, definitely not. I mean, that's probably even worse than Wild Thing. Um, it's just, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. I don't know what that genre of. 60s song is but the kind of 60s novelty song of people just repeating stuff over and over again i'm just like i i'm not really into this this is i don't even like the production sound on wild thing either okay i'm just not a fan of all that stuff um you know so it's merciful that prince only puts one line in there um you know and and then we're kind of over it uh but yeah i don't know i just i i i'm always puzzled by prince's choice to be like nope let's get rid of the morning after let's put this on there and this is now the song that's permanently on Lotus Flower. And it just doesn't feel like it. I mean, I guess it sort of fits the rest of the album because the album does kind of have a, a bit of a rock aesthetic going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it fits as well as The Morning After does. Like it just it just kind of sticks out a little bit to me um, in terms of the overall album. Um, so I'd say, I don't know, three out of five, you know, it's it's a nice enough arrangement. And Prince is a good guitar player and all that. But it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really do anything for me, you know. Even the original is okay, is only okay as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think oh the Br- wow the British were up. the British were quite sensible when we decided <laughs> we're not going to let this into our charts. Uh, well, first off, I really love the original. It's like like even regardless of the recording, it's just like a great song. It's just like okay, I I, I no, I just really like a great like a really well written pop song. So first off, five out of five for that. Secondly, I know I really love this cover as well. Like I I really like the guitar solo on it. I, I know it's, it's it, yes, it is novel. You're like, hey, it's Prince playing Crimson and Clover, but like, I in my head, this is like in the Prince canon. Like, clearly, he he enjoyed it enough where he was like playing it all the time. So yeah, like, 
And I, I even like the Wild Thing part, like, despite not being... I'm not super fond of Wild Thing either. Like, it, it is super repetitive. And <laughs> although, like, hearing you complain about... Just just play the song or not. Stop, <laughs> like... <laughs> but, uh, no, I, not I even, really love Here's this. the thing. Like, they're not even tight stop-start. Like, I like a band that can stop <laughs> and then start back up. But in Wild Thing, they stop and the guitar is still kind of echoing out. And you're like... Yeah, like mm. <laughs> you just, and then someone's just like groovy, and then it kind of comes back in like a beat too late, and you're like, "What the hell is this song?" It doesn't feel I, like. I need some... to listen to, to Wild Thing again. I'm gonna like break it down. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I I just really really love this love this cover. I love that solo. I want to learn it slow, <laughs> learn it slowly. I like how he makes his guitar. How it's no, it's a great it's a great rocker. Yeah, so. F- Four out of four out of five for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was premiered along with Forever, Colonized Mine, and Wall of Berlin um, on Indie One Hundred Three uh, on the eighteenth of December two thousand and eight. Um, so a couple of months after Another Boy came out, and you know, three months before the album came out. Uh, so obviously Prince had recorded it and had you know he he you know had it in mind to use it, but I, I, just <laughs> weird that he left it off Lotus Flower. And then at the last minute, put it back on Lotus Flower. It's just such a kind of weird thing. Um, and then, of course, that makes Finding the Morning After really difficult now. <laughs> so, but like we say, he must have liked the song because he just kept performing it, you know, for the, you know, for the rest of his tours. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm guessing, you know, for some of you know the older Prince fans, they probably, you know, enjoyed the song as well. Uh, and so it, I guess it's it's just one of those it's just one of those things. When you list the kind of cover versions that Prince did in his life, it's just mm-hmm. such an odd list of things. Where you're like, like I don't know, covering like a one-hit wonder like Joan Osborne, and then you know, kind of cover, <laughs> like it's just I don't know the like the list of things that he's covered. You know, every day is a winding road. Such a weird cover, like. You know, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just find his choice of like, you know, in concert, he would do tons of different covers. But then when the ones he committed to record are such an odd bunch that it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand Another Love more than anything because Prince completely reinterprets that song. And he takes it from, you know, the original version and, and makes it his own. And he and like, you know, for a lot of people, they didn't they didn't even realize it was a cover. And it's kind of like the, the amount of changes that Prince did to it. It's like, oh, I can see why he's done that. But for all the other covers he did, it's like they're either carbon copies or they're just not that interesting. Um, so I feel like I've said about as much as I'm going to about Crimson and Clover, the version by Prince. <laughs> so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? Yeah, uh, just follow me on Twitter at the Twitter handle onto comedy. That's spelled A N H T U comedy. And uh, yeah, let's let's follow me on Twitter. Let's try and start a campaign where we get Crimson and Clover to become the British. Christmas number one, right? And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, unless, of course, you are Tommy James. I don't know if you're still alive, but, you know, email me. He's probably Prince... alive, hopefully. Email... <laughs> yeah. Email me at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here on, too. Uh, no problem. No problem, Darren. And otherwise. Goodbye.